for joining us with these podcasts. They are designed to challenge us in the Christian faith. We hope that they do that for you. And we also hope that sometime you will join us at First Christian Church in Malvern. May God bless you. Hello, everyone. Here we go again with Second uh, Peter. This is the last chapter, chapter 3, and uh, this will conclude our Sunday evening Bible studies with this particular lesson. I've been including just thoughts and pieces of being diligent, and uh, I'm also going to include uh, certain parts of that in this lesson also. So I hope you're doing well. I hope and pray that uh, the people that you love and care for uh, are doing okay and in our prayer requests and, and things that uh, we, we had that, that things are going okay. I'm going to ask that we start with a word of prayer and we'll ask for the Lord's blessing and then we'll um, start our lesson. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this time together. Thank you for your grace to us. Thank you, God, that you are a God that, that loves us and even loves us when uh, we were your enemy. Lord, uh, I am thankful that you walk with us and that your grace ex is extended towards us. <clears throat> we praise you for that. We thank you for your mercy. And Lord, as we look at this word, uh, may your Holy Spirit teach us. May your Holy Spirit guide us and direct us and, and help us in understanding uh, so that, Lord, we may be strong in the faith. Thank you, Lord, for one another. And even though, Lord, we cannot be together, we are together in spirit. <clears throat> and I pray, Lord, for your blessings upon those who may be listening to this. Uh, give me words to speak, and uh, may your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we have a number of objectives in this very last chapter of Second Peter, chapter 3. And um, he finally gets really to the, to the point of why he is writing this book in uh, this letter in the third chapter, he, he wants us that, to be reminded that there'll be scoffers. Uh, there will be people uh, that will make fun of the Lord's coming. Um, there are those even today that make fun of the Creator God. And they laugh at that idea. Uh, so they most certainly is going to laugh at the idea of the Lord coming back. And it's, it's been uh, 2,000 years. And so they scoff at that. Well, where is he? Does it take him 2,000 years to come or what's going on? Um, I've heard people say that. So... In this objectives that we're looking at, we need to be reminded that, that there's going to be these scoffers about the promise of the Lord's coming. And we need to realize what's going to happen when the Lord returns. 
that there's going to be a new heaven <clears throat> and a new earth. And uh, we need to be reminded of that, that the, this world is not our home. Everything that we have accumulated in this earth that we consider priceless will be burned and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And we're going to take a look at, at Peter's explanation and his estimation of Paul as a brother. And uh, as Paul taught various things, I mean, Peter realizes that Paul has been given knowledge from, from the Lord. And he recognizes Paul as that. So uh, he also warns us what we need to keep hold of in order to continue on in our faith. Um, so there is this summary of events that went on. I mean, let me just kind of give that. Um, it seems that these scoffers are just uh, laughing at the idea that of the Lord's coming. And of course, they may have been Jews that didn't believe in Jesus. They may have been Christians that have kind of lost hope. And I think that that is the case because of the warning that uh, we will see here at the very end. But some will just conveniently or whatever forget that the word of God tells them that the judgment day by fire is coming and that this world is going to be destroyed by fire. Um, and so why is the Lord waiting? We're going to look at that. Uh, when the day of the Lord does come, it is going to be unexpected um, so, you know, in anticipation of, uh, anticipation of these things, Christians are to be focused. Uh, we, we are to be focused on how we live in our conduct, and we need to look for the day when God's promise will be fulfilled. There'll be a new heaven and a new earth, and righteousness uh, will thrive there, and that's the only thing that will dwell there. So we need to look at the idea that the Lord uh, is tarrying for salvation. He doesn't wish any that would any people be uh, condemned. So Paul wrote about these things, and and so. We are reminded to beware. So let's take a look. We're going to look at the first four verses here in the third chapter of 2 Peter. <clears throat> this is now, beloved, the second letter I am writing to you in which I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the words spoken beforehand by the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior spoken by your apostles. Know this first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, 
following after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? Uh, for ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. So <clears throat> when we look at these particular passages of Scripture, we realize, first of all, that, that Peter had writ written uh, another letter to them, which was, of course, 1 Peter. And so who were these people? Well, as a reminder, in um, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, we, we find these, these people are living in Pontus, uh, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, uh, Bith Bithynia, sorry, and uh, they are chosen by God. Okay? They are Christians. They're, they're, they're from that area, and that's who he's writing to. Now, if, if you remember, Paul had a great influence in that area. And so Peter is writing to those people also. So as a, a result of this, this letter, he's, he wants to remind them. And he said, remember the words spoken beforehand by the holy prophets. You know, as we have gone through in our one Sunday school class that I'm teaching, uh, Prophecy and Prophets, we're understanding that the prophets had written about holy living. They were teaching the people to, to live a holy life dedicated to God. And so as you study the prophets, you actually learn the things that God despised because the people were not following that way. And so he reminds them to, of the words of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior uh, spoken by the apostles. And Peter's not just including himself, he, he's including all apostles, Paul and, and everyone. So he said, don't be, don't be surprised when the mockers come. Don't be surprised. And what are they going to be saying? Well, it's been such a long time. Where is he? Where's the promise of his coming? I mean, things have gone on since the beginning of time. Nothing has changed. And so they talk that way. Now, in verse 5, I'm going to read 5 through 9 now. It says, For they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God the heavens existed long ago. The earth was formed out of water and by water, through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. But <clears throat> the present heavens and earth, by his word, are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with, one, with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. 
The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. So he goes on to say, uh, don't forget, things aren't going on since the beginning of time. Like, he said, this world was destroyed. Have you forgotten that? It was destroyed by a flood in which God saved Noah and his family. So don't think that the world is going on as it has from the very beginning. That's not so. The world was destroyed by water. I, I want to point out that uh, when he was talking about the creations of the world, the creation of the world, he, he said that the, the word of God, the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water and by water. That always fascinates me, you know? Uh, I, I love to follow things about uh, Mars, and the planets and, and how they, oh, we think we found water. And I have always thought, why is water such a big thing? Well, water, in water's life. Isn't that interesting that in water we find life and it says it was formed out of water and by water. So, but water also can destroy. And he's in verse 6, he says, through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. So uh, water is kind of a, a unique thing. They're always looking for water on Mars. Um, but, and of course, when Jesus was talking about himself, he said he was the living water. He was the one that gives life. So how beautiful that is when we just take a few minutes to reflect on that. He said, but uh, do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that uh, the, the, uh, this idea that uh, the, by his word, the very word that created the world, by his word, are being reserved for fire. It's been kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. God will, by his word, destroy. And there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. He said, but, notice this, the Lord's not slow about his promise. He said, wow, it's been 2,000 years. That's a long time. But he reminds us that God does not live in our timetable. He, he has been since the beginning of time, and uh, he, he, can, uh, he is eternal. So he's not slow, but he's patient. And he's being patient to you. Why? Because we've got a job to do and that is to tell others about Jesus Christ. And not, as, not only is he patient to you, but here's the beauty. Each day I learn more about my Lord. He's patient towards me, 
because he's giving me the opportunity to grow in my faith and he's giving us the opportunity to spread the gospel news and that others may come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now that is a beautiful thing. So, he goes on to remind us in verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat and the earth and, it, and its works will be burned up. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God on account of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat. But according to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. I remember as a, a young uh, boy and the Cold War that was going on uh, between the United States and uh, the Soviet Union at that time. And uh, I remember the drills of going under the desk as, as though that's going to really help us from nuclear war. Um, but I also remember thinking, this might be the new heaven and the new earth. Uh, I was fascinated by those things in the Bible. And, and this part of Peter fascinated me that there is something that we should look forward to. You say, what, look forward to being destroyed? We're not going to be destroyed. The Lord will save us, but we will have a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness is gonna dwell. And uh, you know, these, the old heaven, the old earth, that they will be destroyed with burning and intense heat. Boy, that sounds like something that uh, would happen uh, in nuclear war. Whether it's that or not, it's by the word of God that this happens. And I remember being afraid as a child thinking, suppose someone pushes the button. And I remember a, a teacher telling me, Mark, uh, that's not going to happen if the Lord doesn't will it because the Lord is in charge. It is by his word that those things will take place. So I didn't allow my heart to be troubled anymore. This is something that we can look forward to. Verse 13, but according to his promise, we're looking uh, for a new heavens and new earth where that righteousness dwells. How beautiful that is. Um, I, 
I'm always amazed in, in the book of Revelation, uh, a book that, that talks about a new heaven and a new earth in verse or chapter 21 of Revelation. Let me, let me read that. In, in Revelation 21, it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he shall dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be among them, and he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death, and there shall no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write these words, uh, for these words are faithful and true. Wow. And he said to me, I am, It is done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of water of life without cost. There's that water again. Uh, he says, I will over, he who overcomes shall inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. For the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, uh, the, and murderers, and immoral people, um, Idolaters, all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And then we get a picture of the new Jerusalem in there. It goes on. But how beautiful that is. So, he said, because we're looking for this righteousness, this place of righteousness and this uh, new heaven and new earth. Verse 14 says, Therefore, beloved, since you look for these things, be diligent. Oh, there's that word. Diligence. Remember clear back when we were reading about adding to our faith various things? How important that lesson really is. Because it, he tells us to be diligent. Be diligent about adding to our faith. In verse, uh, chapter 1, 2 Peter, verse 5, he said, For this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, in your moral excellence, knowledge, in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, in your godliness, brotherly kindness, in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours 
and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, and he goes on, remember, he, if you lack those qualities, you're blind, short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from former sins. You see, that's what was going on with these people. They began leaving the faith in disbelief. They no longer believed in the promises of the Lord Jesus Christ. They left the faith. They didn't add to their faith. They didn't support their faith. I remember my mother saying, Mark Allen, you go in there and you brush your teeth. I'd say, why, Mom? Because you don't want your teeth to rot out. That's what my mom used to say. You don't brush your teeth. You have a good set of teeth in there. You let that go and you don't brush your teeth. You're going to have rotten teeth. They'll fall out. You'll be toothless. And I thought that was always kind of odd because my mom uh, had dentures. And I thought, well, I don't want to have dentures. But she had dentures because she was a majorette and she was twirling that baton and hit her right in the front teeth and killed the nerves in her front teeth. And she ended up having her teeth out but you know we need to add to our faith and and that's why Peter's giving us this warning that there are those that are not doing that and they're falling away he says so be diligent in that be diligent to be found in him in peace, spotless, and blameless, and regard the patience of our Lord to be salvation, just as also our beloved Paul, brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you. And he's talking about those letters that, that Paul had written, Galatians, to that area. And also in all his letters, I want you to notice that Peter's quite aware of the letters of Paul, and he knows the content of those letter, of that letter. He knows what Paul has been teaching and preaching about, and he agrees. So he does say here in verse 16, as also in all Paul's letters or his letters speaking to them of these things in which some things are hard to understand which the untaught unstable distort as they do the rest of the scriptures to their own destruction so some things are hard to understand by Paul some of his sentences are long sentences so he is warning these Christians. He's writing to these Christians. He says, look at verse 17. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, be on your guard, lest being carried away by the error of unprincipled men, you fall from your own steadfastness. Add to your faith. 
add, when we add to our faith those qualities, our spirit then is able to discern much better when we add to our faith those qualities. And once again in, in verse 15, he tells us, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grow in knowledge of him and also in grace. The other day I was just thanking God for his grace. I am thankful that, that God just has forgiven me of all my past and his grace has, was extended to me when I wasn't looking for him. But he says, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Wow. You know, be careful. We can leave the covenant by disbelief. The Jews did. There, of the olive tree, the, the branches that were cut off were cut off because of unbelief. And I've known people who have said, I no longer believe. How sad that is. So look forward to the coming of the new heavens and the new earth. Add to your faith. Be diligent about that. You don't want your teeth to rot out, right? Okay. <laughs> okay, real quick, we're going to look at some of the review questions. The main points of this chapter deals with the scoffers. Uh, they'll come, but the day of the Lord is going to come too. And Peter just wants to stir up his readers' minds by reminding them of the prophets and the commandments of the apostles. Peter's not just saying his words, but of all the apostles. How fortunate we are to have the word of God. Very early on in the church, the writings of Peter was accepted. Very early on, the writings and letters of Paul was accepted. I mean, Peter read them. So what are these scoffers going to be saying in the last days? Well, where's, the, where's his promise? Where's his coming? <laughs> it's been 2,000 years. He says, for since the, the fathers fell asleep, everything's continuing on as it was at the beginning. In fact, God hasn't uh, intervened at all, has he? Well, yes, he has. He says, think about the prophets. He's think about the flood and realize that things are not continuing on. Uh, Carol and I were talking about some of the horrible crimes and things that are going on in this world and horrible things, and we keep saying, you know, it's just deteriorating. It seems to get worse. Things are not continuing on as, as normal. Uh, 
What do they willfully forget, these people? God destroyed this world long ago by water. That was done by the Word of God. And so the Word of God, what does it say concerning the heavens and the earth? Well, it's being reserved for judgment and destruction. What should we not be careful? What should we, what should we be careful not to forget? Time is meaningless to the Lord. Understand that. Well, how will the day of the Lord come? It's going to come as a thief in the night. We don't know when that will happen. And what will happen when that day comes? Well, heaven's going to pass away with a great roar, a noise. The elements are going to melt. And there will be fervent heat. The earth and all the works that are in it is going to be burned up. And so because of these things, how shall we live? Well, live in holiness, in godliness. Conduct yourself properly and look for the day of the coming of God. Now again, what, what's going to happen? The, the heavens are going to be dissolved uh, being on fire, the elements. Do you get that? The elements. For those of you who are who ever had to take chemistry, you had to you had to study that elements. The elements will melt. And despite such an end, what do we look for? According to His promise, we look for that new heaven and new earth. I look forward to the righteousness. I'm tired of of sin that, that keeps creeping in my life and sin that destroys things and the lives of others. I can't wait for that time of righteousness. Uh, looking forward to these things, remember that diligent part? Be found in Him, in peace, spotless and blameless. Add to your faith, be diligent, be diligent. How should we view the long-suffering of the Lord? Through salvation. Yeah. God's wanting to save people. We know that evil's going to have to be destroyed. It always cracks me up that, that people say, why didn't God do something about the evil in this world? Well, when we read about when he's going to do this, they <laughs> complain about that. They, they say, oh my, how could a loving God do something like that? Well, he's going to make all things right, all things new. And who else wrote about that? Well, of course, Paul gave him wisdom. God gave it to him. And he describes Paul as saying these things also, agreeing with him and and. Some of the things are hard to understand, and people have a tendency to twist them. You know, what do the untaught, the unstable do with the writings? They twist them. So, uh, what category does uh, Peter place the writings of Paul? Did you notice that? Scriptures, as part of the scriptures. Did you catch that when we read that part? 
you know, he says that the writings of Paul are considered scripture. Now, knowing such things behind, what war- uh, beforehand, what, what warning does Peter give his readers? Man, you can fall. Don't fall. Don't fall. You can walk away in unbelief and lose. So realize it's important. So uh, that coming day, it's going to be a great, great day. Um, It's going to be a time of righteousness. So what final admonition does Peter give his readers? Grow in grace and knowledge. Well, I hope that this lesson has helped you in your faith. And when we had studied Job and we looked at Job, uh, I kept saying to myself, thank you, Lord, for the faith you've given me and that, Lord, We have so much your word to strengthen our faith. We have so much. And in the time of Job, the law wasn't given, but he had that relationship with God. And in the very end, he had an even deeper relationship with God. He knew God. It's my prayer that you would know God through Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, who came to show us the Father. I'm going to close this session with a word of prayer. Let's pray together. Father God, as as we come together, may your word dwell in our hearts. Help us, Lord, as we struggle in our faith. Help us, Lord, to constantly be on guard. Satan is a trickster. He will trick us. And Lord, we need to add to our faith to be diligent to strengthen our faith. We are thankful, God, for your word, thankful for the time that we have here on this earth, and we look forward to when you will come. We believe that with all our hearts. And so, Father, I pray that there's, if there's anyone here not not believing but have come to understand that Jesus is salvation. There's salvation in no one else. He is the golden oracle. He is, he is the pearl that, that we long for. And he has come to give us new life. I pray, Father, that, uh, that they may confess that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. They may believe in their hearts in him. And that, Father, they may repent of their sins, that they may be baptized into Christ for the remission of their sins and for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that, Father, they may walk in the knowledge of Jesus and in the faith of Jesus. We thank you, God. Strengthen us, help us. May your name be lifted up. May we praise you and thank you for salvation. Be with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.
you for joining us on this podcast. We hope that you will join us at First Christian Church of Malvern, which is located at 4046 Coral Road, Northwest in Malvern, Ohio. May God bless you and have a great day.